All right, welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Kyle and content creator, trucker Andy. Follow him on uh, Instagram. He's very active there. Shows you all the places he goes to. And right now, he is in none other than close to, where exactly are you, Andy? I know you're close to Conroe, Texas. I'm the same distance from Houston that Conroe is, but towards College Station. Okay, because I saw you uh, with your selfie you put up the other day about the Aggies with the horns down. As we say, horns down always. You can get the horns down t-shirt at countryandcoldcans.com slash shop. Camouflage Andy, around there. <clears throat> Andy, what does uh, horn da- horns down mean? Anti Texas. But why is that? We're we're testing you now because you did the because hand signal. Because they're the Longhorns, <laughs> and their symbol is the the basically the Wolfpack symbol, but with a different thumb. That's okay. Andy gets it. Yeah, he's not wrong. I'm not, I'm not that dumb. Nobody said you were done. Just, just don't don't... Ask me any, just don't ask me any more questions. That's all I know. Who's the quarterback for the University of Texas? <laughs> the guy behind the center. You actually – okay, that's, you're not that, – That's not a great wrong. answer. Yeah, that is a great answer. A, you're not technically answer. wrong. That is also an answer that a serial killer would give. <laughs> wow. I was – well, a buddy of mine in the military told me that they're like – that they would they were given these tests when they joined the military. I'm assuming it's true that depending on how you answer, depending on whether or not they will pull you out for uh, like, um, like being a sniper or whatever. I don't know. I'm not in the military, but something like that. It it was just like, they can tell by the way you answer certain questions, the way your brain works. If you have psychopathic tendencies. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I might be kicked out then. Mm, Makes sense. Yeah. Have you ever watched, have you ever watched generation kill? Never heard of it. Uh, I've never heard of that. Uh, so, yeah. So, have you ever watched Band of Brothers? I've seen like a little bit. Same. Okay. okay. So, well, one, Band of Brothers is the greatest, um, in my opinion, the greatest uh, miniseries ever made. But <clears throat> Generation Kill is the generation, not really before us, but like 10 years older than us, that was uh, the Iraq invasion. Okay. And it's, and it's based on a book. Like the Gulf War I, era? No, no, 2003, Iraq Invasion. Oh, that's an HBO. Yeah. <clears throat> it's based on a book that uh, a Rolling Stone article guy wrote off his notes just because he was in a Humvee with American soldiers uh, within the invasion of Iraq. And it's really cool because, one, they say shit like that. But, uh, two, it, there's not much difference between us and people that are 10 years older than us because they say the same shit. They were just oh, 10 yeah. years older than us. And it's a really cool like flashback, but it's not really that much of a flashback. Right. Yeah. It's, it's on HBO max. I, I would, I would encourage you both to watch it. It's about well, 10 hours. Some of us are not as rich as you, Kyle. And so we don't have every streaming service. I don't have every streaming service. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> he just has the premium services, Andy, the pink, he has HBO max and Showtime. Well, no, and so you're Skinamax so, and Skinamax. Now we know yeah, why he's porn king. <laughs> that, that is what I used to call it back in the day, Skinamax. Um, no, you're doing it wrong. You don't pay for it all yourself. Your sister or your brother or whoever each pays for one. That's how my whole family operates. Well, my brother won't even give me his password to one of his streaming services. So 
your brother is which one's that? Dustin or Lane? No, Lane. I'm not gonna name names. Yeah, okay. I don't know anyone name names. But Dustin's yeah. already on the internet on Miserable and Reckless. You can find that on okay. uh Spotify and Apple Podcasts. What, what, what Landon seems like the type of guy that didn't want to be on the internet. Um maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Too late. Yeah. yeah, too late. But uh well, Landon, you're out there. Um he's cheapskate. <laughs> Tell me to get over that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me to get over that shit, bro. Come on now. Help your brother out. I know, seriously. Come on now, Landon. <laughs> what are you doing bro speaking of streaming services before we get to the main topic today we're going to be talking doing a uh so speak because andy's in near conroe we're doing we're doing another draft today we're going to be drafting the songs off of probably wrong the 2017 record by parker mccollum be three selections each 10 song record so one will be left on the cutting room floor when we get done but before we get into the parker mccollum probably probably wrong record draft how many times am i going to mess up probably wrong uh, today, um, probably not get it right. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> accurate. Uh, Andy, have you been keeping up to date with like Yellowstone? Yes. So, I want to know your opinion on this. I think that the show jumped the shark about two seasons ago, and it's I'm I still find it enjoyable, but the show isn't that great now compared to what it was. Mm, that was um, that was fast. Shark. You mean jump uh, jump, so no jump the shark that's a tv term it was um when a show hits a point after being on the air for a while to where it gets ridiculous in every area and it, it it's a reference to the happy days episode where fonzie was um uh water skiing behind a boat in a leather jacket and he literally jumped a shark so it's like that was the moment where it, the show kind of, they say, got ridiculous at that point towards the end of its run. And that's been a TV term now for when it, the point when a show gets ridiculous is it jumps the sharks. Um, maybe. It's no, I still like it. Of. I still like it, but it's just, it, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that it's just, it, it just hasn't been as good. I don't know. I could be wrong. It's It's kind of been like that for all. Well, a while yeah i've always thought they rushed the show a little bit too much they kind of run through storylines and i thought yeah. that from the beginning sometimes i think that the main characters get themselves in a in a, a really bad spot and they get out of that really bad spot and with no consequences too quickly too many people yeah. on that show in my opinion are just too dumb and just do the dumbest stuff <laughs> and it gets on my nerves I can agree with that too. They're like just so dramatic. Casey and his wife, both of them. Jesus, just Andy. They, they literally bitches. just lost a child in the last up ep- in the like two episodes ago, and you're saying they're being too dramatic. Get over it. Well, they were dramatic before that. Kyle, listen to what Andy is saying right now. They lost yep. a newborn child, and Andy's like, you know what? Suck it up, Buttercup. Well, so, I tell you, you know what? She ran to a buffalo. Well, you well, know I, what? I, they're I, awfully hard to hit. God, spoilers, Andy. <laughs> spoilers, Andy, bro. Come on now. I haven't got there yet. Kyle, I just told you about the one. dead kid. Yeah, I have it. No, all right. So here's my thing. Um, yeah, a lot of shows. So I think what makes a great show, one, is not only storytelling, but two, also not overstaying your welcome. I think I don't think a lot of shows really do a good job of <clears throat> understanding when it's time to hang it up. I don't know if Yellowstone's at that point or not, but a lot of shows just start getting ridiculous. Uh, the third pillar that what makes a good show is that any character is expendable, right? And 
I don't know if this applies to Yellowstone, but like some characters should not be able to get out of like just crazy scenarios so easily. Well, that's and, every every character gets out of crazy scenarios basically. Yeah, so I think like yeah, and that's just like I would get annoyed if I watched that because like there's no consequence to anything. Which no, is kind of like, that's kind of where I'm like I think that's kind of my frustration with it is I still enjoy it and I'm gonna watch it till the sure, end. Yeah. I, I'm one of those people that I have to finish a show once I've gotten into it for multiple seasons. And, but, yeah, but I'm just gonna be consequences. Like, I'm tired to of certain being able just to fuck up whoever she wants to fuck up and get away with it. I'm tired of Rip being able to kill whoever he wants to kill and get away with it. I'm tired of everybody just having no consequences for all the crap they do. At some point. Like, There's got to be consequences to certain This better actions. be one of those shows where the show ends with all of them either going to prison or dying because yeah, they have yeah, done enough sure. really bad stuff to warrant some bad stuff happening to them and nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if any of you have watched it, <clears throat> but the first five seasons of Game of Thrones, I think, is the greatest five seasons of television ever made. And when um, I couldn't get past the incest on the first episode I watched, so I well, I yeah, after that. fair. That's there's some shit to that. Yeah, there's a lot of incest. Um, but <laughs> the way that George R. R. Martin wrote that book essentially was he had a dartboard and a spinning wheel, and what he would do is he would take the spinning wheel and just spin it, and whose ever name it landed on, that was the character he was going to kill off at the end of the book. Huh. And he and he wrote to that point. Yeah. So like, there's a great uh, scene called the Red Wedding, where like half of a certain group of a family just gets assassinated at a wedding, and the whole season leading up to it, you have no inclination that's going to happen. I mean, you're just sitting there with your jaw on the floor, like, where the fuck did this come from? And they're great characters. Do that. I mean. That's the way George R. R. Martin wrote the series. I mean, he was just like, okay, um, we're going to throw a dart at this. All right, number one, let's spin the wheel. Number one is this character. All right, well, number one's dead. And he could be a crucial character to the story, and he's just going to ax them. I've always thought AMC shows did good about not getting carried away with stuff. Well, the, the, I would agree with that, with the one exception of The Walking Dead has gone on about seven seasons. Oh, too yeah. Long. Never seen it. That was where, you know, Breaking Bad tailed off a little at the end in terms of quality. Sure. But Breaking Bad was also one of those shows that they did a good job of not being so, like outrageously ridiculous. They kept and that show slow, too. They like, kept it slow. Yeah. Character and, development and then happened. they ended it when they should have. They, they didn't try to squeeze yeah. two more seasons out of it. Of course. I mean, there, there's always filler episodes, which every show yeah. has. Um, I'm not going to complain about a filler episode, but you've got, like I said, half of what makes a show great is like, when do you just end it? Right. The Walking Dead would have been a phenomenal show if it ended like seven seasons ago. <laughs> yeah. But like now, I don't know any of the people in it. I don't care about any of the people in it. I just stopped. I, I don't care. No, I guess of Anarchy was good. There was consequences in that show. Yes. Plus everybody and, in that show went to jail for long yes. periods of time. Right. And I, I haven't watched Yellowstone. Um, but like, you can't just be like, just fucking be a serial killer and just start killing folks. Dexter. You know? Dexter. Well, yeah. Well, he was also like, wasn't he a cop too? No, he was a, uh, a blood forensics. spatter analyst. 
oh, guy okay, for, okay. for forensics or some crap like that. Okay, for, he yeah. worked with the police. Yeah, I never watched Dexter, but I know it showed. Great up, show up worse. until like the last season. The ending of that show is the worst ending of all shows. And they ever say in that history. the 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 continuation uh, season they did was bad. bad. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, so half of, like like I said, half of what makes a show great is you've got to have. There's always suspension of disbelief. Yeah, like almost all horror movies are suspension of disbelief. So you just have to be able to be well, like any TV well, yeah, show. I, yeah, but I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, but, so you have to be able to ignore like. Well, yeah, in the real world, this would happen and this would happen. Yes, I, I mean, when me and Bailey watch a TV show, I'm just like, well, in the real world, that wouldn't happen. But she's like, well, just shut up. It's a TV show. But that's what she did. But and then Kyle's like, all right, another episode yeah. of Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a side note, you know, it took her. Oh, he's like, on a side note, that show was low key fire. <laughs> no, it took her to her, I think her sophomore or junior year in college to finally realize that she was fake. The Bachelor, The Bachelor in Paradise, The Bachelorette. I was like, Bailey, I can tell you who won right now. She's like, no, you can't. I said, I pulled it up on Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Chick, the, chick number eight wins. She's like, <laughs> how do you know that? I was like, it's fucking rigged. They take the girl that they know who, when, you know, well, they do pilots and stuff, and they're like, oh, the audience likes this girl, and they hate yeah. this girl. So we're going to keep the girl they hate. Everything's going to keep the girl- it. Yeah, and we're going to keep the girl they hate, keep the girl they like, and they're going to be the final two. Well, this will be my last comment on all that. I agree with you. This will be my last comment on that before we move to the draft. But that's why I always get it, used to get annoyed much more than I still do, but it still annoys me when people are like, uh, why do you even uh, care about pro wrestling at any point in your life? Do you want you to know that shit's fake? And I'm like, yeah, and so is every other television show you've ever watched. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like... Well, no. so I've come around on pro wrestling in the last year or two. Really, because you and Carter make me watch it when you come over to my house. Um, <laughs> it's a cultured sport. I really? don't think I've ever heard anybody called wrestling. <laughs> no, seriously, normally it's like- it is a cultured sport because it is Americana, and it is it's like reality television. No, it's a hundred percent. They call it a rope opera for a reason. Yeah, it's reality television for men. No, it's exactly what it is. But yeah, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a, a regular watcher anymore. But there was a time in my life where I definitely was, and yeah. it's entertaining when the people are uh, they have the right people and the right storylines. But like you said, it's it's reality TV. It's a cultured sport. It is culture, like the opera. Yes, it's redneck culture. That's fair. Yeah, it's a cultured sport. Well, in that case, uh, I can't disagree with that, really. <laughs> so let's uh, move into the Parker McCollum 2017 album, Probably Wrong Draft. Um, we're going to pull up the wheel here. If you've listened to our draft episodes in the past, you know the rules. You'll know it's rigged. Uh, we're going to use the <laughs> Touché, wheel. Andy. And Andy's favorite wheel to decide the draft order. Um, do you guys, let's this set the rules here. We have, three, we have three picks. Do we want to do regular order or snake order? Do snake. Okay, snake draft, three picks each. Uh, the wheel decides our fate of who gets to pick. So the first pick for the probably wrong Parker McCollum draft is me. I'm getting rigged oh, shit, dude. Get rigged shit, bro. <laughs> it's Logan waits that rigged. wheel. He won't show us how he does it, but he waits that wheel. This is a website. There's no way for me to like rig this. I don't know how to code. 
there there's settings that you can get into. You just won't show us. All right, Kyle. All right. And then Andrew, so Andrew you get back to you get back to back picks. Yeah, you do get back to back picks. Three is probably wow. a good spot to be. It is, and it's not. I'm gonna have and, to get lucky to be satisfied with Andy. This. I'm gonna go on and apologize to you because my first pick for this. I think we're going to have at least one that are going to be on the same list because I think it's Parker McCollum's best song he's ever put out. And that's misunderstood. Uh, yep. I love this song. I like, I legitimately think this is his best song he's ever put out. Um, this, in fact, I think this is his overall best album. Yeah. I love how this album, he was, had a lot more piano in the mix than he has in more recent stuff, but this was very much a piano infused album, but, uh, just for the line, it's the uh, one of the like uh, line as it begins where he's like, or in the chorus, hope you said, hope what you said wasn't meant for me. You told me I was no good. It's all right, babe. I'm pretty used to being understood. That chorus is fire. It's uh, it can be relatable for for me on in some ways on those things. And then it follows that up with the next verse. I never pegged you for what you are. Had it in my head, I would break your heart. Hate to think about what I did, but some things in me are broke. I can't find a fix. This song is just again straight fire. Love the chorus. Best song of Park, Parker's ever put out. So first pick is misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Andy's gnashing his teeth over there because I knew he that was going to be on both of our lists. That was definitely one. I that was the one I really cared about the most. <laughs> I, had a I wanted that so bad. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what's your first pick? So, um. Parker has a he he kind of fits in a narrow window of the mainstream and rootsy sound um, that I think a lot of people. I think he's probably the only one I could really think of. I mean, maybe Lainey Wilson. She has a little bit of a rootsy sound, but not many people fall right smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, the best song on this album to me, it's not misunderstood. It's actually things are looking up. Hmm. Um. I love this song. It's really simple. It's really stripped back. It's really. I like most songs like spin you around by Morgan Wallen. It was on his first record. I That's probably <laughs> one of my favorite songs by Morgan Wallen. You like that I, song? I love that song, dude. Right, it's, okay. it's, it's really stripped back on a Morgan Wallen song. It doesn't sound like. Yeah, really yeah, I get what over, you're it doesn't sound overproduced. I mean, right. it's like. And I think a lot of songs that get really overproduced, I don't really like that. But this song seems really stripped back. It's really simple. Um, but it works. And this and that, is my favorite. That piano riff is cool. Like do 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 I do love the reference to Nikki Six and Tommy Lee in it as well. Yeah. I also like the little guitar riffs on top of where it's like I'm it's I'm assuming that's electric guitar. I don't really know what it is, but it's a it's a real riff on the end of each chorus. Yeah. It's what? like almost like it's almost like an electric banjo is what it sounds like. <laughs> Andy, honestly, I'm surprised me and you shouldn't have we should have picked this one first because everybody that's involved with anything with the country and coke can stuff. Uh, the first lines to this song is me and Andy when we pitched y'all on this. No, sir, I cannot pay you, but will you work for me? <laughs> yeah, I got a I bright idea and a fortune it could lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we're like, 
you guys want to do podcasts and and other content? Oh no, there's no money involved. <laughs> yeah, well, um, my favorite part of that verse is a uh, hundred dollars and a birthday card. No help from mom this month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's only it's just you. Five years ago is a long time for Parker. He's five years ago. You could you could have saw him at City Limits in Raleigh. You're not going to see it, see him yeah. at City Limits in Raleigh. I did. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, he was still I, early I just to really, mid-20s five years ago. Sorry. <laughs> well, I know. Well, he's, he's got yeah. like a year or two on us. Yeah, so, I mean, I love this song, man. It's probably, it's probably my favorite song on the whole record. I like that pick because that's a very underrated song off this album. It's a banger. And like I said, the piano riff, you don't hear piano a lot on country music not not anymore and that's right. that's one of the things i really love about this album like i said it's very piano infused on almost every track and i wish he would do another album like that because the last ep and album really haven't had as much piano but he this album was was amazing with uh all the piano and how how they used it but all right so that's things are looking up for kyle his first pick andy what's yours Oh God! I'm gonna be honest. It's the spot I really didn't want. Misunderstood was an easy. Was I knew if I went first, I could get. I was. That's the only way I was gonna get that song. And then it's just so tough after that. This is gonna be rough. That was an easy first pick. Now I don't know where to go. God, I, there's several songs. You got two back to pack picks because the snake. Drops, I so. know, but now I don't know how to. There's like five that I want. And the one I really wanted, I can't have. So, shit. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to be honest with myself. I would have to go with Hell of a Year. That Oof. banger Oof. video, killer song. The feel of the sound of the song is probably my favorite part of it. It's got like this, like, like a longing feeling, like in the sound of the song that just is so well executed. It makes it top tier for in that aspect parker does that really well too like the the longing kind of thing and that is a anthem and ballad form for having a tumultuous year and things just not going right and i'm I'm with you i love that song because um that's also where the title of the album came from when the line could have been right but i was probably wrong uh so i like that pick a lot andy Video's great, too. Oh, yeah. Sets his house on fire. <laughs> oh, man. Now this is tough. All right. Now your second pick, Snake Draft. Now we're going to a writing song, and that's going to make it difficult. This is probably my favorite. This is probably my favorite writing album of Parker's. Ah, oh, God. Oh, I'm probably I thought we go. made Andy pick between his children here. <laughs> I know. The, <laughs> Uh, gonna have. I'm. I'm just gonna go. I'm um, go south of City Lights. God That's, damn it! That Andy. was my second pick. God damn it, Andy! Damn it! Now y'all are gonna take my other ones. <laughs> oh, this is gonna turn into a spite draft more than anything. Well, it's <laughs> your next one. Yeah, fuck you. That's mine now. <laughs> I. It's the. Uh, it's the writings of someone in their early twenties, basically, mm-hmm. and it's. He does it so well on this album, and it's the I love like loving her is gonna only leave you lonely. Great line. Don't believe in fate, fate, fate. 
careful who you love. Oh, man. Well, there's, what's the other one I had looked up before I just lost it? Well, it's it's like the, I think that this is to your point that you just made about this being the writings of someone in their early 20s. It's so, so true because yeah. the opening verse chorus is one of my favorite opening verse chorus in music where he's like, I've been learning how to do it all the hard way, saving up, burning up my yesterdays, trying so hard not to believe, take a bite of the lies that you've been feeding me. And then it was like, tell me something I don't know. Leave me with those eyes. I'll be right here waiting south of the city lights. Like, Andy, you were spot on with that about and the early 20s thing. I can, I, like, this is something that you just simply would not say after your, your early 20s or even your late teens. Wish you would somehow hear that I ain't doing fine. I'll never be the same. I'll never love again. I'll never leave this mess that I'm living in. That's just not something you say when you're not young anymore. That's just the the mentality of someone that's younger. Well, I would also add that this is like one of the first songs that really is in the vein of his more mainstream songs. It has that kind of yeah, melody tune. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that song is a banger, Andy, and I'm pissed you took it. So, Well, Kyle, that means you're up next. What's your second pick? That was a uh, that was a really good pick because that was going to be my next song. Mm-hmm. My my next pick is Blue Eyed Sally. Kyle's going with the left of center picks. Yeah, yeah. Union Man, if you like that song. Yeah, it is. Um, it, I mean, strip back. I love the picking on the banjo. It sounds like really, really classic. I think that was one of the ones written by his brother, actually. Well, that would make sense because, you know, the first. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense because. Like I said, it's a. Yeah, I mean, it's a. <laughs> Heading down really to the know. union rally, show the boss who's the boss of who. <laughs> yeah. It's a very working man too... Americana kind of. Yeah, that, it is. Like old school things... era kind of theme. It's not to get political. It's blue dog Democrat. Yeah, if you don't know what what that is look it up (laughs) yeah um things never look too bright just a darker shade of blue (laughs) i mean yeah yeah Yeah, so i mean you know like i'm not gonna lie this song i could 100 percent see it being a tyler shooter song Hmm. if you think about a coal miner yeah i I could i could could see that and i, I wouldn't have just, pictured that on my own but that you said it yes i could see it yes i just see i mean it would have to be slowed down quite substantially. A, a little more appalachian inf- infused too on yeah, the production but, it's, but it's, i get, it's I get got thematically the, i get what you mean yeah it's got the banjo and then it's like a it's almost like a bass banjo in the background i don't really know it's a heavier banjo riff or Maybe it's just an acoustic guitar. I don't really know what it is. But. I'm gonna laugh if there's no banjo in the song. <laughs> I got, I got a. It's gotta got to be little, banjo in the beginning, right? I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back and listen because I didn't listen to that one because it wasn't gonna be on my list. Um, it's all good I mean, song. It's gotta be, it's that gotta be. might be slide guitar. It might be uh, slide guitar. Okay, yeah, might okay. might be, but I could I could see because it gets I, fairly deep and i've never heard of banjo Kyle probably sound. don't know what the fuck we're talking about no so. we, i 100 don't know what i don't either about. but 
also like how upbeat this song is. I mean, it's got a fast pace to it. But yeah, I just love the song. Sounds like a dope to me. You call me a soy boy, bro? You call me a soy bro? <laughs> no, I said it. <laughs> it, said, I said it. it sounds like a dobro to me. They, they play that with a slide, don't they? Yeah, a dobro is like, is it, it's kind of, it looks like a guitar, but it sits in your lap like a lap steel. But it, it's just look up dobro and you'll, you'll, you've heard it, you've seen it. Mm. But that's what it sounds like to me. I was pretty close to it on slide guitar. Like yeah, I you, you were pretty close. Slide guitar, isn't it? No, it could be slide guitar. So is the difference between a dobro you and a slide guitar is just one is one's electrified a slide, and one's not? No, a slide guitar is you're playing guitar, an actual guitar, but with a... Well, it's a, like a slide with, on your finger yeah. or a oh, okay. bottle okay. or something. Yeah, yeah. a dobro so is you, like an actual instrument. Slide guitar is a style of playing guitar. Okay, okay. So you can play slide on acoustic and electric... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I like that pick. You, I like that you went left of center and didn't have the same as us because I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Well, you know, my family was a union family. You know, you got to stand up, represent. You know, represent. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I said I just it's it's different from what I've heard from Parker in the most years I've listened to him, and yeah, I like different things. He doesn't have many songs like this these days. A lot of his songs now are more like relationship love focused, a little yeah, bit more I, polished. Yeah. Which I, I'm not saying yeah. is a bad thing, but it's like it's a little bit no. more polished. No, but I do feel like Parker's getting very close to the trap of a lot of sameness. Yeah, maybe so. If it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I understand that that logic, but like, you know, everybody's heard the same shit. You know, want to hear some new stuff? He wants to hear, hear more some, union songs. No, I want to hear more Young Man's <laughs> Blues, actually. Young Man's Blues was fire. but That is a banger. Nonetheless, not this album. So <laughs> next yeah, uh, yeah. wasn't eligible. Uh, next pick for me, the second pick is you The Truth. You can twice or once. Kyle? He, Kyle only goes no, once. No, I'm in, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm talking about Logan. Yeah, I go twice. Gosh, so the next, next, next is The Truth. <laughs> Uh, I love that song. That's a piano and a few shit kicker. If I ever heard one, uh, you know, just a breakup because life on the road is more important. Like Andy, again, it's like kind of a young man's perspective. Um, love the, the jerkiness where it's like, had no plans of being that man. You were begging me to be anymore. It ain't that I don't love you. I just love this all a little bit more. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite line. Yeah. It's something that you and I probably at times in our lives could, could say that we've felt that way, even though we weren't, um, artists on the road it was just like ain't got no time for anything serious uh, I, I like hanging out with the boys going out to the big easy <laughs> more than more than trying to be a committed family man so i had I, no plans of being that man you were begging me to be <laughs> yeah it ain't that i don't love you i just love the song a little bit more <laughs> so the truth uh another piano and few song <laughs> that i love from this so i just sit alone and drink in the dark <laughs> So yeah, the truth is my next pick, which brings me to my third and final pick, Lonesome Ten Miles. Uh, love the the opening guitar, um, the the kind of like almost like crunchiness to it. The the melody on that is just is fantastic as well. Um, for the life of me, all these years, I still don't one hundred percent know what this song is about, but I love the 
feel of this song and the sound of this song is one of those things that puts me in a good mood when I'm driving down the road and I listen to it. So Lonesome 10 Miles uh, definitely is on there. There's one kind of line about, I don't miss old Conroe. I bet she misses me. Eight, eight miles on a flatbed Ford. See all that you need to see. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Run It Rapids where we're from. Um, where, you know, sometimes when I was younger, I felt that way. I didn't miss Run It Rapids. I didn't want to go back to Run It Rapids. And, you know, you, you drive through it and you ain't missing much. Blinking, you miss a kind of little town. But so, yeah, Lonesome 10 Miles, my last pick. All right, Kyle. Uh, what's your last pick? I think I may have just took one. <laughs> yeah, you just took my last pick was Lonesome 10 Miles. Um, I'm just going to be a. I don't really want to pick this one. Watch it be the one Andy wants. Uh, There's one I want, but I, I would actually be okay with any of the three. Give me hell of a year. I don't. That's hard hard to I don't really, oh, it has. Okay. Who picked hell of a year? Did I miss that one too? I did. That was my yeah. first pick. Oh, okay. Um. So the songs we have left are Learn to Fly. Memphis Rain. Memphis Rain. I don't like. Uh... Mm, give me Memphis Rain. I don't really love this song, but I like it more than the other two. <laughs> All right, it's just a pick by default. <laughs> All right, moving yeah. on. Moving yeah, on. Andy's Dan, third you took pick. damn lonesome ten miles. Yeah, I don't. All right, yeah, Andy, I don't really... close this out, Andy. What's your third pick? I think it's going to be funny that probably, potentially Parker's one of his most popular songs isn't getting picked. I'm going to learn to fly. This is one of my favorite songs off this album. This was, I was debating between this and, um, and, uh, da, 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 South of the City Lights. As Logan said on his last pick, still don't know what this song is about. As the second line says, to me, this does not make sense. Like, I've always loved what's two and all you need is one who's to blame for the empty gun. Don't know what he's talking about. But I like to, like, the, uh, like the flow, I guess it would be the flow. I don't know rap, but like the way he sings this song, <laughs> the flow. I really like the, the melody the, to the song. Yeah. And he's like, his flow is fire, <laughs> son. I I like the flow, like the way he goes through the whole song. I've always liked that. I like it's all these lines in this song that always just stand out to me. Like you ain't the apple of your mama's eye. Uh, what's to come when the grass don't don't turn don't turn green? The do shadows really dance and gleam? They all look pretty damn dark to me. I don't know any of this means put together, but I like all these lines by themselves. Yeah, yeah, I like that song. It, it, it wasn't in my on my short list, but I do like that song. I like this whole record. Like I said, this is probably overall pound for pound my favorite record Parker put out. But let's uh before we get out of here, let's recap our three. Andy, what were your three? Learn to fly a hell of a year in South of the City Lights. All right, Kyle, and your three? Uh they were um and Things to Looking Up, Blue Eyed Sally and Memphis Rain. And for me, I picked Misunderstood, Lonesome Ten Miles, and The Truth. That is the Parker McCollum 2017 album 
probably wrong draft. Let us know. I can't the, breathe is one of his biggest songs, right? It's yeah, it's it's one hundred percent one of his biggest songs, and we didn't pick it. I like the song, but it's not like I do I, too. It's just not one of those songs that I was going to put on my short list either. But it was it's funny that that was the one that got left out of the ten. But uh, let us know what your favorite songs off this album are, um, either on the comment section on the Spotify description. Leave us an up to one minute voicemail on the Spotify description. There's a link there for that. Uh, letting us know what your favorite Parker song from this album is, or just add us on Twitter at Cold Cans Country. Love to hear from you. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcast. You can get this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, and Stitcher. Check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com. Go to countryandcoldcans.com slash shop. And until November 30th, we have 20% off site-wide of any t-shirt, hat, or anything that you want that's for sale on the website. 20% off. Take advantage of that while you can. Uh, For this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker, Andy, and Kyle. We'll see you next time. Take care.